0: Is patience really nothing more than resisting your current situation? My name is Don Culp. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master teacher, meditation coach, and the owner of The Zen Room in Gilroy, California. You can also find us online at www.thezenroom.net. And today we're gonna to be talking about patience. Everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. So today's conversation is going to be around patience. Um, when you think about the word patience, if anybody listening to this podcast were being 100% honest, there is a thread of discomfort with the practice <laughs> of being patient. So um, and I think it's, it's something that adults know, hey, we're all supposed to learn to be patient. We're all supposed to learn to, um, to tolerate or to accept behavior that is not something that we're enjoying. But what's interesting is I like to start these podcasts um, with definitions because I like to make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're all talking about the same thing. So the first thing that I did was I looked up the definition of patience on Google. And the first definition that came up, I was reading it and I thought, oh, well, the problem with patience is baked right into the definition. So patience is a noun. And here's the first definition that came up when I looked up the word patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate a delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Well, in my opinion, if we look at, look at the front half of that definition, the capacity to accept or tolerate. There is a huge difference between the word accept and the word tolerate. Okay? Accept basically means I I am okay with what's happening and I trust that it's all going to be okay, and tolerate means I don't like what's happening, when I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue. Or I don't like what's happening, <sighs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to be patient and just have it be exactly what it is. But right baked right into the definition, basically what we're saying is resistance. Tolerating something is not the same as accepting something. So let's actually I'm gonna tell you a little story here, um, and I think that there's gonna be a lot of women who can relate to this because we are the gatherers. The men are the hunters, and go back into our ancestry, the men were the hunters and the women were the gatherers. And we would go and gather the nuts and the fruits and the berries and the men would go off and hunt. It is built into women, in my belief, in my opinion. It is built into us to love to shop. It's the gathering nature inside of us. So you can put me in a store and I will meander. I will meander and I will look and I will go to the right and then I'll go to the left and then I'll look around. And then when I think that I've gotten every, you know, looked at every rack and I've looked at every bin and I've looked in every box or every nook or every cranny, I have no problem starting back at the beginning and doing it again. And my husband would look at me and say, oh my gosh, you have the patience of a saint to go through every bin, to go through every rack. And in my mind, I'm thinking it doesn't require an ounce of patience for me because I'm enjoying the experience. I actually love looking through all the racks and the bins and I find it therapeutic. It's interesting. It's kind of it's a fun thing for me to do every once in a while. But for my husband, oh my gosh, that is just not his thing. He does not appreciate going through the store with a fine tooth comb. For him, following me in that exercise probably requires patience it's not his natural tendency to want to do that it's not fun for him so where he's needing to maybe exercise a little patience in the shopping arena (laughs) right i don't find an ounce of of patience required because i'm thoroughly enjoying it so how is it that the exact same act for one person can be pure joy while that same act for another requires patience Okay, well that's interesting. My husband is accepting the moment. In some cases, if it were Christmas time and in a mall, he'd have to find all of his patience to tolerate the moment. For me, it doesn't bother me so much. So if we can look at how we are responding to any given situation and say, look, if I am requiring patience to accept or to tolerate any situation, does it actually have less to say about the situation and more about my perception of the situation? So it was really cool. I had a, um, a Reiki class last weekend and um, I had a young student and um, she's not from the area, so I had offered to take her to grab some lunch. And uh, it was interesting because there was this big giant SUV who was having a heck of a time pulling out of the parking spot because the parking spot was kind of tight and the parking lot itself was pretty crowded and there were a line of people trying to get through. and, And I just sat there and I gave this SUV all the room that it needed in order to safely get out of the parking spot and consequently get out of the parking lot. There was no part of me that felt like I needed to hurry up or honk the horn or crowd this SUV in the hopes that I was going to encourage this SUV to really move a little faster. Um, I just sat there. I just sat there and gave this person all the room that they needed. And this sweet gal next to me, she says, oh my gosh, you have the patience of a saint. You didn't like get mad or say hurry up or anything. And I said, actually, no, but I didn't feel like I was tolerating the situation either. It wasn't bothering me to begin with. It wasn't bothering me, therefore because I wasn't bothered, I didn't feel the need to be patient. Patience wasn't even a, 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 like it wasn't even a word that crossed my mind. So, um I don't have to hit rush hour traffic very often in my life anymore because where I work and where I live are Within a mile or two of each other locally, which is beautiful and I'm very appreciative of that. But every once in a while when I do have to head out of town during rush hour traffic, I see that the impatience is running rampant up and down the freeway. People are just, don't you dare get in front of me and I'm going to honk at you and I'm going to road rage at you and I'm going to yell at you and this and that and the other. And the whole experience of driving in the Bay Area during rush hour traffic, I'm like, thank God, I don't have to do it. Because people, they're not even able to tolerate the situation. People are lashing out left and right. So it begs the question... If you could take two people and put them in the exact same situation and have completely different outcomes, does shopping require patience? Does parking require patience? Or do we need to look at something else? So, a couple little food for thoughts here that that popped into my head when I was thinking about how I was going to structure this this. Podcast. If it's not the act itself that requires patience, because you could put two different people in the exact same situation and those two different people could have two completely different outcomes or two completely different results, so that it's not the act that requires patience. You know, you've got somebody who can drive along the same road as somebody else, and one person is losing their mind with road rage and the other person's singing along and having a lovely time, then it's not the traffic. That is the problem. It's not the shopping that requires massive patience. It's something else going on. So one of the things that I have noticed in this culture with technology is that things are having a tendency to speed up. Everything is getting faster. So I'm old enough to remember life without social media. I'm old enough to remember life without an internet. I'm old enough to remember life without smartphones and cell phones for that matter. And for the millennials listening to this, I've asked many millennials, they all kind of look at me like, wow, I can't imagine. I've never known life without the internet, or I've never known life without a smartphone or without social media. And sometimes they look at me like, oh, you poor thing. And I said, no, don't you poor thing. Me it was fabulous. Or sometimes they look at me and go, gosh, I would like to have experienced that. And my response to them is, well, you can just put your phone down and like leave it in the car for the day and see what happens. But what I have noticed is as things continue to get faster and faster and faster and faster, you know, there was a time when if you wanted to see a movie, you would have to call popcorn. Some of you listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. You would call popcorn on your phone. It was seven, six, seven, something is the number. You literally spell out popcorn with your, with your number dial. You would wait to see what movies were playing. You would wait to—you'd have to listen to this whole voice recording to see what time the movie was playing, where it was playing, and then you'd have to wait another hour or two or three or four to actually go see the movie. So there was a certain amount of stillness or slower pace that was built into every single aspect of our lives. We don't have to wait for much of anything these days, right? So we don't have a lot of practice waiting for anything. You know, this idea that you can, you know, go on to a dating service and pick somebody and have a date tonight. Like, you don't even have to wait to go out on a date. You can, like, go on a date tonight, You can find friends online and pay people to be your friends right now and have instant friends. You can watch a movie right now, instant streaming. You can just about anything you want to do, you can have it right now. So this idea of waiting for things to unfold naturally is becoming distorted right? This idea that, oh, I want the rose to bloom, so I'm just going to plant the seed right now, and then I'm going to expect to have a rose in five minutes. No, that's not how roses work. You have to plant the seed. You have to water it. You have to make sure it's getting the right amount of sunlight. Some people have little aphid problems, so they have to crush up little eggshells and do all these great things that we've learned from our ancestors on how to keep the aphids away from our roses, and it's this it's this beautiful unfolding that happens that we don't get as much experience with today. Because everything is happening right now. We live in a world of instant gratification. And so, therefore, we have, when we are forced to experience a, le- a delay, or when we are forced to experience something that might take a little bit of time, I always say, as hungry as you are right now, It always takes pasta 10 minutes to boil. So if you put your spaghetti in the water and expect to have really delicious pasta in 30 seconds, you're going to be very disappointed with the outcome because it just is. That's the way it works. So if we can maybe do a few things in our lives that take time, cultivate over time, Maybe put our phones down for a day or two or a weekend and go reconnect and let things find their own pace instead of demanding that everything happens, happens right now. What we might find is we don't need to practice patience because we have found that the natural stillness that we have incorporated into our lives has just become a part of our rhythm, part of our harmony, part part of who we are so that We don't get impatiently waiting for everything because we expect everything to happen right this second, right? So sometimes when I'm extra hungry and I wished with all of the pasta heaven gods in the world that pasta would cook in a minute instead of 10 or 11, I just have to say, you know what? Then I guess I'm just going to need to Eat a cracker really quickly. Here, just put something in the stomach to tide me over, have a little piece of bread. It's all going to be fine. And maybe next time I won't wait till the very last minute to put the pasta in the water. Eh, Life lesson you learn. Maybe don't wait until you get so hungry that all of a sudden now it becomes an issue. But at the end of the day, the thing that I really want to focus on in that if I go back to the original definition of patience is if we can learn to accept exactly what we're experiencing the moment we're experiencing it as being exactly where we need to be, doing exactly what we need to be doing, then we won't need to tolerate anything. So um, it's funny because um, whether you are a religious person or a spiritual person, a lot of people have some deep built-in Hope, belief, understanding that if you're religious, you're going to say God has, God has taken care of me or Jesus is taking care of me. And if you're a spiritual person, you're going to say, um, uh, there's no such thing as coincidences or, um, if God is everywhere and all knowing, then that means that he has my back at all times and I just have to trust. Wouldn't that stand to reason? wouldn't that also be the case with being stuck in traffic? So um, I had a friend who was saying to me, I'm really, really irritated about this part of my life because I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere fast. And every time that I try to open a door, it slams. And every time I try to do something and I'm just, I know I'm supposed to be required. I I, I know it's patience. I know I need to, this is a test on my patience. And I say, Instead of having it be a test on your patience, which to me feels full of resistance, it feels full of needing to tolerate. And if you're needing to tolerate something, it's basically the same thing as saying, I just don't like where I am. It's no different than I'm not appreciating this moment. If you have to tolerate where you are, it is the opposite of appreciating where you are. I mean, the complete opposite. So I have to remind, you know, if I, if my friend is Christian, then I'm going to say, Hey, let go and let God, right? If you trust that God has your back, doesn't that mean in this moment, that's frustrating the fire out of you too. And if my friend is spiritual, not religious at all. And I say, well, if everything is a coincidence or sorry, if there's no such thing as coincidence, then doesn't that include this very frustrating moment? And then usually they kind of get this sense of, ah, well, yeah, I guess it does. If universe has my back or God has my back or Jesus is carrying me or whatnot, doesn't that mean through the hard times too? And so wouldn't that mean? It's not, it's not, does not make sense? That's a better way of saying it. It doesn't make sense to be irritated or frustrated or sit in toleration of this moment. Because this moment is also part of the grand scheme then too. And that usually makes them go, oh, well, that feels better. Well, that feels better. Okay, well, yeah, I guess there's some truth to that. So you've moved from tolerating the moment to accepting the moment. That's a big, big difference. So, and that was something that I had said to the sweet gal who was in the passenger seat, who was, you know, maybe getting a little bit irritated. She goes, Oh my gosh, you have the patience of a saint." And I go, well, if I'm supposed to be in that restaurant in 2.2 seconds for whatever, for reasons that I can't understand, maybe I'm supposed to rendezvous with the right person or maybe, maybe I'm going to, um, uh, happen to be standing next to somebody who I need to uh, connect with in some way, shape, or form that I don't understand yet, maybe I don't understand all of the steps that are coming next, but something bigger than me does, then why on earth would I be irritated for actually being, uh, staying in the spot, waiting for this SUV to take a long time to exit the parking space? Because I'm exactly where I need to be. As far as I, as far as I know, if I got into that space any sooner than was right for me, um, I might have rendezvous with the wrong person, or I might have missed a perfect opportunity. Right? If you got the whole butterfly wing effect that, you know, a butterfly can flap its wings in one part of the country, and the wind from that butterfly wings can span across the globe, and actually have some unpredictable outcome or some huge outcome as a result of flapping its wings at 1027 as opposed to 1028, then doesn't all of the little moments, don't all of those little seconds, the seconds that you are so frustrated waiting for this giant SUV to take its sweet time pulling, don't all of those little seconds matter? in ways bigger than I can imagine. I just have to lay back. I just have to sit back and trust and not get frustrated and know that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And right now, where I'm supposed to be is, you know, just graciously waiting for this SUV to get out safely so I can have their spots. No big deal. That is accepting the moment. Tolerating the moment is... I am I am just practicing my patience right now. If she would just get off her darn cell phone, she'd be out of this parking spot a whole lot faster. And you know what's so funny? My heart feels different when I, when I even think about being in that scenario. When I am sitting in my car and I am just trusting that I'm right where I need to be because the universe is cooking up something beautiful for me or God is cooking up beautiful, something beautiful for me. And every little second matters in how the formula unfolds that situation for me. And I can accept that situation exactly as it is and just be grateful and cool. And I'll get, I'll get in there. I'll get into my restaurant soon enough. It's no big deal. My heart feels relaxed. I feel calm. I feel pleasant. I feel good. If I move into tolerating and I'm just, you know what, SUV? If you move any slower, good lord, come on, let's go. Let's move it. Let's move it. Mama's got some food to get into her belly. My heart actually doesn't feel as good. My heart actually starts to feel tight. My blood will start to boil. Depending on how long I sit there, my blood can really overflow. And at the end of the day, if I am a magnet and I am attracting things that are vibrating at the same frequency as me, I don't want anything. I don't want anything that's going to be vibrating at that irritation because that woman's taking too long to get out of the SUV or the woman in the SUV is taking too long to get out of the spot. So there is a huge difference between accepting and tolerating. And at the end of the day, and I swear one of these days, I'm going I'm to print a t-shirt that actually says this. Does anything that I want vibrate here? Question mark. So that's going to move me into my next little conversation here. If we are energy beings and we live in a vibrational universe, that our emotions and our thoughts put a smack dab in the middle of what the universe is going to offer us. So let me say that a slightly different way. Anything under a microscope wiggles. So if anything, what we would consider animate or inanimate. inanimate. Wiggles under a microscope, right? It has a wiggle rate, then that makes it vibrational. And we live in a vibrational universe because everything is vibrating. Everything, big or small, animate or inanimate, as we would like to call everything inanimate or animate, everything is energy. And everything between everything is energy. So if we are vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe, And joy has a certain channel, a frequency, if you will. And depression and despair has a different channel or frequency, if you will. If I'm sitting in that car accepting the moment, waiting for the SUV to slowly back out, my frequency, my vibration, the channel that I am tuned into is going to be a different vibration than if I'm irritated and punchy and getting parking lot rage. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. So if we can look at accepting versus tolerating in terms of frequency, one feels lighter and freer, one feels denser and heavier, for sure. So if I walk into a party and parties, the nature of parties is that you're gonna have different people with different belief systems. They all voted for someone different. They believe different things, they have different backgrounds, they have different dreams, and therefore every single person in that party is incredibly unique. That's the fun of it. And if you go into a party and somebody is having a conversation that is different than your belief system or where you've been or where your dreams are or where are you who you voted for or what your religious tendencies are if that person is different you have one of two choices in that moment just like you have one of two choices when you are driving down the freeway in traffic or sitting in a parking lot waiting for somebody to pull out of their space you have one of two choices in that moment you have a choice to tolerate And most people have gotten very good at tolerating, meaning they bite their tongue or they won't say what they want to say, or they will just kind of, whatever, that's fine. Walk away. I'm going to go find my people over here. Where are my people? I need to go talk to my people. And next thing you know, you've got, if everyone's tolerating, then you've just got a whole room full of irritated people. All you have to do is go onto to social media. People are barely tolerating people on social media. <laughs> right? it's, it's gotten to a place. I remember when Facebook used to be fun. It's, uh, I don't know. So I, I, it's not a place that I go hang out as much as I used to because it seems like there's a lot of people who are um, either irritated or tolerating. But what if we were to say you have every right based on your background, based on how you were raised, based on why you believe what you believe and what you do what you do, you have every right to vote for who you voted for. You have every right to believe what you believe. You have every right to wear what you want to wear. You have every right to do what you want to do. And if you can move out of tolerating and into acceptance, you won't need to have patience with anybody. You will appreciate that variety is the spice of life. And that it goes more than just down the salad bar line right? If all you had on the salad bar line was lettuce, iceberg lettuce and nothing more, that would be the most boring salad bar ever, right? What makes a salad bar interesting are the toppings and the different kinds of lettuce and the different flavors and the different dressings and that's what, and then people can pick and choose what they like based on their preferences and it's a beautiful experience. So if you go into a party and everybody's iceberg lettuce, you might actually think, that that would be fun, but it would be, you know, most people think, yeah, that would be great. I'd like, love to go to a party where there was nothing but people just like me. But how do you learn? How do you grow? How do you expand? How do you learn something more about human nature? You don't. It may be comfortable, but life, you know, I, what do they say? Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. So if we can look at. If we can look at people and say, you, I, I appreciate that you are the way that you are. As vastly different as you are from me, I accept and appreciate that you are bringing something new to the table. And even, you know, it's funny, even um, it takes two sticks with friction to start a fire. Yeah, If you have one stick and no friction, no fire. So it, two, it takes two sticks with friction to start a fire. To get that fire, that passion, that something fresh going. Um, so it's not about having patience with somebody or tolerating somebody. It's about accepting and appreciating who they are, even if it's different from you. And saying, hey, that's, uh, that's really interesting. I didn't realize that before. Um, or if we go back to patience, the definition of patience, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay i was in a I was in an airport recently, and like a seven hour delay and I even found myself getting a little impatient. get on the plane, get off the plane, get on the plane, get off the plane, you gotta wait, and then you gotta wait, and then you kind of kind and people were losing their minds, and I was definitely finding some impatience bubbling up, and then I had to remind myself. Same thing that I always remind everybody else of. If I'm supposed to be on my path, trusting wherever I'm supposed to land, then this inconvenience is part of that bigger plan. This inconvenience is part of that bigger picture. And the minute that you can accept the moment for what it is, relax your heart. Next thing you know, I'm like, well, let's go grab some lunch. Well, maybe I'll just catch up on some emails. Maybe I'll just... Maybe I'll go shopping at one of the duty-free stores. Maybe I will just sit and grab a tea and watch the world go by. As opposed to railing against something that I had no control over. Hey, there was a flat tire on the plane. What are you going to do? Accepting the moment. You won't have to be patient. You won't have to be patient. The moment that you accept something for what it is, you don't need to be patient anymore. So... My hope is that that has given you some food for thought. My hope is that when you realize that you order something from the universe, you know, let's say you've got a waitress at your table and the waitress's name is Uni. Waitress Uni. And you put your order in. And we put our order in for things that we want all the time. We do it all the time. We dream about things, we daydream about things, we pray for things, we meditate on things, we set intentions for things, we secretly hope, we blow out candles in our birthday cake wishing for things. We are always sending wishes, thoughts, intentions, prayers to the world, to the universe, to God, whatever you want to call it. We do it all the time. And what's really interesting, and I learned this from Abraham Hicks, what's really interesting is when things are uncomfortable, when things don't work out well, how we would deem working out well, when we are experiencing something that we do not enjoy. In that moment, we are more clear about what we do want than we've ever been before. So if that is the acceptance that you need to sit in and say, hey, I needed to experience seven hours in an airport to be really, really clear, really appreciative of A, B, C, D, E, whatever, you're actually sending out brand new wishes to the world, brand new thoughts, brand new intentions, brand new prayers as a result of experiencing something that was not as enjoyable or wasn't one of your preferences. So that's a huge mind shift. So if you feel yourself going, "Uh, I need to find my patience right now. I need to find my patience right now. Maybe the answer isn't asking for more patience. Maybe the a- answer is asking to accept that moment exactly as it is and trust that something better is on its way. Something that you have ordered and this is just one lily pad across the pond. Be grateful for that lily pad. It's keeping you afloat. It's fine. It's good. All is right. God always has your back. Jesus always has your back. The universe always has your back. Whatever your belief system is, all of a sudden that lily pad becomes just a spot in time and it's no big deal and appreciate it and move on and then you will find you don't even need to exercise your patience. All right, everyone. So thank you for listening to this podcast, for uh, giving me your ear and maybe just tweaking things or maybe just setting the intention to look at things slightly differently so that we can move out of patience and into acceptance. All right, everyone, have a good rest of your day. May the force be with you and I will talk to you soon on future podcasts, but bye for now.